It's Christmas time, fam. And I think I got something to say about that. You ready? Let's work. Fam, Wagwan, how you doing? How is your soul? Most important question. Well, it's the most wonderful time of the year. If you're anything like me, and I know a few of you are, we've already talked about this. Christmas is, it's just the dopest time of the year. People are typically friendlier. The music is incredible. The food, the festivity, the fun, the family time. I mean, does it get any better You get to close out the year celebrating Jesus and his birthday, even though, yes, yes, let me just put this caveat right here, okay, for the heresy hunters and all the people, oh, you know Jesus was actually really born in April, okay, why are you trying to take away snowy baby Jesus, why are you doing that, okay, it's very possible, he was born much earlier, much more in the spring, but if you're looking for an expose, go to YouTube, there's so many frustrated, angry preachers who are talking about all the truth about Christmas, a pagan. At the end of the day, you also have the opportunity to celebrate the fact that God became a baby on your behalf. And I think that's just, that's just a vein that I'm fitting to be in, okay? So this is going to be a quick episode. I just wanted to make sure that I reach out to the people and say, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. And you know what? If you don't celebrate Christmas, happy holidays to you. It's okay as a believer to say happy holidays. Because here's the truth. You're not fitting to win nobody to the cross shoving Merry Christmas down their throat. Okay? Agnes, I said it's not going to happen. You at the perfume counter. And she says to you, okay, thank you, ma'am. Merry Christmas. I said Merry Christmas. It's not going to do it. Ma'am, happy holidays to you. Merry Christmas to you. Okay. So is that the point where she's going to say, what must I do to be saved? No, guys, come on. Can we start with this? Can Christians just be nicer? Can we, can we, can we do that during this holiday season? Could you just, could you be nicer? Okay. I'm almost getting to my, um, to my main topic, but let me reverse and do this. What are your family traditions? What are your holiday times? I'm going to be a little goofy because it's the holiday season and I love it. I got some hot cocoa waiting on me with some whipped cream with my little babies. We about to do stuff with marshmallows. I'm trying to keep them away from sugar. But this holiday is like the one time that I'm going to just say yes. Small doses, yes to all of it. And then maybe give them to their grandparents so they can have that sugar high. Okay. What are your family traditions? What do you guys like to do? I know for us, we pretty much start Christmas like the day after Halloween. Um, we start pulling out the music, pulling out some of that light decor, little tinsel here, <laughs> little ornament there. And then by like the first or second week of November, it's on and popping. Okay, so those are some of the family traditions we like to do. My niece and nephew are flying into town, which is very, very exciting because they're still at that age where Christmas is cool. So I told my children we'll probably do like a cousin's day get my other niece and nephew who live locally, come on through. We'll do some fun stuff. I just think it's a great season to also rest, wake up late. What do you guys like to do? What's your favorite family tradition? I'd love to hear it. You can hit me up. I'm on IG 
at Sampope, S-A-H-N-P-O-P-E. Or you can always email me. I love emails. Hello at soulworkwithson.com. And on that note, I think we're going to get right into the show. is also known as advent season and that word advent it really means wait we're waiting we're longing for the arrival of Jesus and why do we need him (laughs) because the world it was at the time before his arrival and even still now broken by sin desolate in need of a savior and so the idea that Jesus the truth that Jesus shows up on the scene for us the truth that he becomes us to save us. It is nothing short of a miracle. And it is also the greatest manifestation and example of God's love towards his people. Right? So there's so many great devotionals and resources and tools. And I will try and get a post up on the website before this episode comes out so that you can check them out on your own time to just read some really great writings. Tim Keller has excellent writings on it. Um, I won't start naming any more names because I'll forget someone that's really crucial, but there's a lot of resources you can read about the Advent season, about Christmas coming, and then the very significant, the other days that are part of this time of year, okay? But really quickly, I wanted to do just a quick take on Christmas, what it means to me and what I feel like the Lord is kind of leading me towards in this Christmas season. And oddly enough, it is not coming from the gospels, this quick little verse, but I believe it speaks of Jesus, his heart, his spirit, and his arrival just as much as Luke 2. And for me, that's Philippians 2. I know a little strange, but hear me out. Stay with me. It's only finna be like 10 minutes more. Okay, here's what I mean. So in Philippians 2, I'm going to actually read it to us really quickly. And I promise by next week, we will go right back into step five of transition. Cannot wait for that. But for right now, for the Christmas holiday, let's talk this through real quick. And it's going to be Philippians 2. Let's, let's, like, let's like do verse five to eight. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Let each of you Look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God as a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, here it is, He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Let's go to nine. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. Thank God for his word, right? So here's the only thing I want to say about about this. Philippians 2, Luke 2. What's the big deal about Jesus coming? For me this year, and this is reason number 752 of why I love the gospel, is that every year you can be reading the same text and get another juicy tidbit of significance for your soul. And what that looks like for me this year with everything that's going on is humility. 
I know that is such an unsexy word. It is such a gross word to some people. I've actually seen a few memes around social media that are like, be humble for what? Humble is dead. I'm not finna be humble. I'm popping my stuff. I'm talking that talk. I'm flexing all year, all gas, no brakes, flexing all of these things. Congratulations. I'm not against a flex. I'm really not, I promise. But here's what's really dope to me about Jesus is that he literally takes on the form of what was created. And what grabs me is like, sometimes I feel like we think, okay, so he was born (laughs) and then he just became Jesus, right? Like Jesus the savior, public ministry, he's born. And then we skip through 30 years of his life. But what we miss is 30 years of humility. God takes on the form of his created thing and he's humble enough to experience and endure every part of growth for that created thing. In other words, Jesus has to learn how to walk. Jesus must learn how to talk. He has to learn how to eat solid foods. He has to learn how to get along with his siblings. This is God in the flesh, learning how, I mean, I don't think they had bikes back then, <laughs> but he's, he's submitting himself to his family to learn the trade of carpentry. He's submitting himself to the elements by going to sleep. He never at any point has to do any of this. And what's wild to me is he doesn't just do it for a season, like, okay, I'm going to just go from zero to six months, and then I'm going to skip the rest of my infantry, and then I'm going to just be a kid, and I'm, ooh, I don't like adolescence. Let me just skip through that. No, he, he submits himself to the process of being human for 30 years before anybody even acknowledges or is aware that he's now in public ministry. Fam, what? Could, could we have all of this glory inside of us and sit on it? for one year? Could we do it for three months? We'll get like half a talent right now and be like, oh my God, I got to make a whole new social media to handle about this. Okay. Um, sambakescakes.com. Could we buy that domain? (laughs) We will make one thing, have 10 people tell us it's dope. And now we got to monetize it. And I'm not hating. Hear me. I'm not hating. Sansorrows.com. You feel me? (laughs) Just a joke. But the truth is I do make a mean sorrow. Let's just, let's be honest about that. Amen. Here's my point, fam. Jesus' submission to obedience and humility is why he is the most glorious, highly exalted being to ever exist. Now, here's the funny part about how we operate and function. Everybody, I, I used to say this all the time. I would teach um, a Sunday school class, and I used to say this all the time. Everybody want to be like Jesus till it's time to be like Jesus. And the truth is, we want his life without his lifestyle. So we want his glory. I'm not fitting to rhyme, so don't expect me to say story. (laughs) We want his glory, but we don't want to put the work in to live as he lived. We love the three years of his ministry. We love to skip the cross and go straight to the resurrection as if. 
But the thing I'm seeing is we're trying to skip through 30 years of him waking up, being obedient. He had to, he humbled himself to obey his mom, Mary. He humbled himself to have a mom. This is God in the flesh. And we get angry when the Chipotle order takes longer than 15 minutes. You stand in line. We get mad. We have to wait to get our gas. We are furious when our Amazon order is canceled because of supply chain. Supply chain? How dare these companies not be at my beck and call? We're literally ready to cuss folk out because what we want, not our needs, what we want is not at our fingertips like they promised us in the ad. Or, and can we, can we go a little deeper? We start fussing, crying, throwing our hands up in despair because God won't do it the way we want him to so that we can look amazing in the short span of time that we've given him to help change our lives. So now you big mad because you got this public prophecy and it's been three months and you haven't seen the fruit of it yet. And because of that anger, we're now treating people in our community like trash Because we refuse to operate in the spiritual gift, in the spiritual law that Christ says, here's the path to exaltation. It's humility. And we go, no thanks. I think I'm going to flex my way to the top. Well, fam, uh, how? (laughs) How? And I say this with, with great love and understanding and a strong been there. So here's how I'd like to wrap up. This Christmas season, we have been given the opportunity once again to be salt and light. And I'm not asking of anything huge, big, miraculous, no microphones involved, but in your daily doings, in your movings. What if we were humble enough to just show a whole lot more kindness to the people we interact with? Because The truth is about our pride. Pride is really a source of fear. And this is why Jesus could be so humble. Fam, I'm trying not to shout. I was about to stop my foot real fast. It's getting good to me. Why was he able to be so humble? Because he wasn't afraid of anything. And why wasn't he afraid of anything? Because he was so loved. How do we know that? Scripture, perfect love does what? It casts out fear. Why? Because fear causes torment. So when you find yourself acting out in pride or even flexing, what you're really telling your community is, I'm scared. I'm scared that there won't be enough. I'm scared that I'm not enough. I'm scared that it's not enough. I'm scared. And the reason why Jesus was able to be submitted for 33 years, but the first 30 years privately submitted and obedient to the elements of the earth he created was because at all times he was fully confident and unafraid of his future because he knew his father had him. So if you ever find yourself on the edge of spazzing on the public's employee or getting real nasty and cocky with the lady at Walmart or you're ready to go through that mall and act as if you own it just to put that on your reels, If you find yourself in an anger that may even be understandable at the people who are helping you bring your gifts to the car or whatever the circumstance is, 
Just remember, you don't have to be afraid in this moment. You don't have to let your anger overwhelm you. You are loved enough to be humble. I'm going to say that again. You don't have to fight for yourself because you are loved enough to be humble. This Christmas season, reach out to that family member. Yes, you know what I'm talking about, Aunt Myrtle, the one who people don't really want to talk to. Let her talk for a second because by sharing that love that you receive, which is what we're supposed to do, don't keep it to yourself. When you share that, you are sowing seeds of Jesus and light and places where people may never be able to reach. So I know it's different. It'll be easy to just say, okay, let's go to Luke 2 or let's find the story about the birth of Jesus. And I'm so grateful. Happy birthday, Jesus. You know, I love you. And I want to be like you. And that's why Philippians 2 is what grabbed me so strong in my soul when it comes to the Christmas holiday. Fam, we have an opportunity to show the world what love and fearlessness really looks like. And that's through living loved. If we live like we're loved, we'll be good. So here's the question I'm leaving you with. What if we followed his example and lived loved? Man, thank you for being with me today. Just a quick little thought, meditation, whatever you want to call it, to kind of get you prepped and ready for the holiday season. Enjoy your music. Enjoy your food. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your sorrow. Okay? (laughs) Enjoy it. It's not Christmas unless you've had sorrow. I just want to say that. All right? Now, you know me, man. I'm signing off right here. There are only one of two things you're going to hear on that fateful day. Well done or depart from me. Let's live accordingly. I love you. Merry Christmas. Talk soon.